Welcome back to another Truth Matters podcast episode where we are speaking the truth while it's still legal. Thanks for tuning in. Sit back, relax, and get ready to hear the truth. I'm your host, Matt Franklin. Hello, guys, and here we are again with another Truth Matters podcast, episode 52. I hope you're having a great day today. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to this episode. Today, I want to ask you the question, are you asleep? I know, obviously, you're not physically asleep, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast episode, (laughs) unless um, you're not human, or you sleepwalk, and maybe for some reason you decided to turn on this podcast and listen to it. But I'm talking about the church as a whole has fell asleep. And when Jesus, before he went to the cross to be crucified, before he was to be taken before the Roman governors and tried and executed, before all that, he was praying in the garden and um, he asked his disciples this question. He said, why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. So while he was praying, his disciples were leaned up against the tree, and they were just crashing, you know, while he was praying, and it seemed like his world was crashing down, they um, were sleeping. And um, it's really a type and a picture of today, you know. Yeah. Jesus really needs us today to rise from our sleep and to wake up as the church and to become the church that he called us to be. Yes. You know, you can't get anything done when you're sleeping. It's true. You're unconscious. You're at your most vulnerable moment. A lot of things can happen when you're asleep and you don't know it. Yeah. And the same is true for the church. You know, when you're spiritually asleep, when you're so busy, occupied with the things of this world, and you don't really have time for God, you don't really have that concern for God like you should, you're not really awake to the things of God. Yeah. When you're um, so busy with the things of the world, that you really don't have that concern for the things of God. Yeah. You're spiritually asleep. It's true. It makes you disoriented. And one thing that I think of when I think of that word is somebody that has like a brain fog or, you know, that's just not thinking clearly. You know, you can't you can't think clearly whenever you're spiritually asleep, which can lead to multiple issues, you know, making wrong decisions, falling into temptation, you know, Many, many things and many sins can stem from just being asleep spiritually. So, you know, we need to ask ourselves that. If if we are um if we have multiple faults in our life or multiple sins in our life, we need to ask ourselves, you know, is this the result of me being spiritually asleep? When you don't have a concern for the church anymore, when you don't have a concern to go pray. When you're preoccupied with other things and you really don't have time for God, you're spiritually asleep. Yeah. When you're in a comfort zone and you're uh, lukewarm, yeah, things are comfortable. You don't feel like you have to pray. You could pray, but you don't really feel like you need to pray. When you would rather do other things than open the Word of God and spend a little time with Jesus, yeah. there's a problem with your heart. There's a problem with your spirit man. Your spirit True. man is asleep. And I'm afraid the church as a whole... The enemy has rocked us to sleep. It's true. 
we've got so many things that are uh, pulling at us, and this world is like a magnet mm-hmm. that attracts us to all of its sins, all of its elements. And it seems like the pull of the world is becoming stronger and stronger, the pull to sin, the pull to uh, compromise, the pull to be relaxed. But yeah. God has given us a responsibility. True. When Jesus was in the garden praying, he went to pray, and then he came back to check on his disciples. He said, wake up. You need to pray in not so many words. And so he went back to pray, and then he came back, and they were asleep again. And then that last time he came back, he just said, sleep on. Mm. He said, just go ahead and sleep on. You're going to you know, sleep while it's time to pray. This is the time I need you the most, Man. and you forsook me. Just go ahead and sleep on. And I would never want Jesus to get to the point with me that he gave up on me, so yeah. to speak, that he said, well, it's not going to do you any good to pray now. Just go ahead and sleep because it's too late now. And, you know, it was too late for them to pray then. And it uh, seems like at the time that Jesus calls us and uh, really pulls at our spirit and our heart, to pray, that's the time we really don't want to. That's yeah. the time we're the most tired. Or we seem so busy. We seem so busy that it seems like these other things are more important than our God. And we've got it twisted. We've got it turned around. You know, this world is secondary. Everything is secondary to God. Yeah. He true. said to seek you first, the kingdom of God, to put him first. And I've got a, a little message I started putting together called Evening Tide. And what happens in the evening tide is when the sun goes down and it begins getting dark. And temptation happens in the evening tide because it's the time you get relaxed. You've worked all day. Mm -hmm. You've done your thing. Your body's tired. It's time to chill. Men, when you come home from work, you want to come home and you want to eat a good meal and you want to relax and take it easy. But remember, that was the time that David decided he was going to stay home and rest when he should have been out fighting the battle True. at evening tide. Mm. And that's when he stood on top of his castle. Hey, I'm the king. You know, I don't have to go fight. I can rest. I can take it easy. And granted, he might have been right. But at the same time, he should have been fighting the battle. It's true. Because it was in him to fight. That was his calling. He was called to fight the battle. And uh, that was the time at evening tide whenever he was tempted. And he seen Bathsheba bathing herself. And... There were at least seven of the Ten Commandments that he broke in that moment whenever he decided to lie with Bathsheba. He murdered her husband, and uh, a lot of things went on there. But anyway, the point is, when you're relaxed, when you don't feel like you need to pray, that may be the moment you really do need to pray. True. Because when you're relaxed, it's easy to be tempted. When you feel like everything's going well, and you feel like you've done the works, and you're a good Christian, and you've done your part, and you don't feel the need to pray, you're really in a dangerous spot Mm -hmm. because prayer is the key. Jesus prayed. Why shouldn't we? Did you know that our podcast is reaching people across the globe? When you donate to this ministry, you are helping us spread the gospel to people all around the world. If you'd like to donate to this ministry, you can do so by clicking the PayPal link in the description box below or email us at truthmatterswithmatt at gmail.com. Thank you for helping us spread the truth in love. I'll be honest, at times... I don't feel like praying. A lot of times I don't feel like praying in my flesh because there's so much responsibility, especially as a father, as a husband, as a business owner, 
I've got a lot on my plate. And I could use the excuse that, hey, you know, I've got a lot going on. I'm doing the work of the Lord. I really don't have time to pray. But you can even be working as a lineman on a job and you can still be praying in your mind. Yeah. You can still take time to pray on your lunchtime or on your way to work. You know, there's times when you can set aside yes. a few minutes to pray to God. You can talk to him all day. Yeah. And that's what I do. I talk to him all day. I think about him. I meditate on him. I talk to him. But getting alone with him, away from all the distractions, yeah. cell phone off, the world away from you, there's nothing like that kind of deep, calls into deep, fervent. Uh, the Bible says, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That is the hot, boiling, heated, on fire prayer. That avails much. Now, you can really get things done when you get a hot, heated, yep. boiling prayer. We need to get back to our first love. That's true. That's my point. We need to get back to where time doesn't matter anymore, yeah. and it's just me and you, God. You know, if you feel like that you're in a place where you've left your first love, or maybe you just don't have that relationship like you once had, or maybe you've never had a relationship like that with, with God. Maybe, um, maybe you've been stuck in a religious pattern your whole life. You know, we don't know. We don't know who this podcast is reaching. We don't know who is listening to this. So um, I would just say, first of all, open up your Bible and read. And second, pray. Just talk to him like like you would talk to your best friend. Talk to him like you would talk to a father. And you don't have to have some fancy form or fancy prayer outline. You know, I believe that he—I mean, I know he does. If you just speak his name, Jesus, you know— the, the weight of the world can just be lifted off your shoulders when you just speak that name. Right. And I know that prayer works because it's worked for me numerous times. I've noticed that when I, when I get away from God, when I slack in my prayer life, I know that I've slacked in my prayer life, not just by knowledge, but by my actions, by my character, by how I react to life. But when I get closer to God, when I begin praying more, when I get myself in line with Him, and I get my prayer life established, Yeah, I notice a difference in my character. I notice a difference in my patience. I notice a difference in my demeanor. I notice a difference in how I react yes. to life and to trials. I'm a lot stronger when I pray. It's true. And you cannot say that if you do not pray, truly pray to God, that you won't become a stronger Christian. That's true. You will. If you truly pray and you're sincere with Him, You'll become a stronger Christian. Yes. You'll overcome those obstacles. Maybe not right now, maybe not tomorrow, but you keep praying. You keep praying through it. Mm -hmm. Don't just pray one time, and if it doesn't work, stop and give up on God. Keep praying. Keep believing. And religion without a relationship is vanity. It's vain. Mm. If you don't have a relationship with God, your religion is vain. It's true. It doesn't do you any good to pay your tithes to go to church faithfully, to lift your hands, to shout under the anointing. To have it your name on a book. It doesn't do you any good to shake a preacher's hand. It's true. To claim Christianity, to know all the scriptures in the Bible. That won't do you a bit of good if you don't put that to action, if you don't mean it from the heart, if you don't truly have a relationship with God. Religion is vanity. Yeah, it's true. So I hope... Today, this will encourage you to get a relationship with your God. Make a commitment to talk to Him more, to talk to your Savior more. He is your Savior. He's not just 
your Savior, but He's your Lord. And He's not just your Lord, but He's your friend. Jesus called His disciples friends. And He said, You are my friends. If you do the words that I command you, you are my friends. I call you my friends. I call you no more servants, but I call you friends. I don't just want to have an understanding or an agreement with God. I don't just want to have a business deal with Him. I want to have a relationship with Him. I not only want to be saved by Him, but I want to live for Him. I want to love Him. And if you don't know Him today, or if you have been half-hearted with Him, if you've not given Him your whole heart, if you've been unfaithful, if you don't have a prayer life, if you have religion, but you don't have a relationship with Him, start new, start afresh, start today. Begin talking to Him. Begin leaning on Him. Begin looking to Him, opening His Word, learning about Him, and develop a fresh commitment to Him today. Just say, Jesus, I've not been committed to You like I should have. I've not believed in You like I truly should have. I've not given You my whole heart. I've only given you half my heart. And so I pray today that you would help me. Help me to become more committed to you through studying of your word, through prayer, through praise, through leaning on your word and trusting in your word and trusting in you. And if you're not saved today, just say, Jesus, I believe that you came and you died on a cross for my sins. And you rose the third day so that I could rise to newness of life. So I pray you would forgive me. Forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me with your precious blood. Set me on the right path. Teach me how to walk with you. Teach me how to live for you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for helping me become more committed to you. I hope this podcast episode was a blessing to you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your family and friends so that we can get the truth out. Have a great day.